Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. The update that I wanted to, to really cover here is the unsurprising news, at least to those of us who've been paying attention to the various different school shootings that have happened over the years, the unsurprising news that the police sat outside of this school for upwards of an hour, and then apparently, when they went into the school, sat outside of the room in question in which the shooter had been shooting at, I don't know, close to two dozen children. children. Uh, they sat outside that room in the hallway for more than 45 minutes. Of course, yeah. Ian, they were protecting the shooter. If you know, they, protect and serve. It's their motto. If they'd had a harmless pot dealer in there to oh, murder, yeah. they would have gotten that door open. They have no problem getting a door open for a no-knock raid. Yep. But when there's somebody killing children, well, <laughs> you gotta you gotta take your time. I mean, you don't they, want to hurt. They him. did. I mean, in in the in the police officer's defense, they did tackle the parents. You know, yes, they, yeah, they were trying to. Yeah, you know, they found the courage to attack the parents. Right, the parents who desperately wanted to get in and help their own children were prohibited from doing so due to I don't even know what the excuse is. Oh, we have to keep you safe from yeah. taking a risk and saving your kids. Right, which I mean. Isn't that what people do? People take risks to save their children. That's all what the a good time. parent would do. Yeah, I mean, that's what um, I think a lot of parents would probably do. Why were there so many federal agents around? Because apparently federal agents were involved on this scene, huh. in, like almost immediately. Not just the border patrol, but but maybe some other federal agents, you know, giving orders. Why? Why uh-huh. were they around? This, I mean, this is a little town in uh, the middle of uh, Southwest Texas. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they, maybe they, uh, maybe they planned this thing. That's what with I'm saying. The guy, um, you know, and maybe, maybe it was an accident, though. Maybe it was like when they uh, planned the gov- the kidnapping of the governor of of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if the other guys that they set it up with had said, "Nah, those guys are idiots. Let's do it ourselves a little earlier." You and they might have pulled it off. It 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 could have it could have turned into it turned into a real plot. Now now of course the the people that they organized in that particular thing didn't have the gumption and they weren't really looking to to kidnap the governor. But uh, I mean we're in a small town here, right? Yeah. Uh, Keene, New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, now I don't know what the population of uh, Uvalde is. I'm going to try to find out. But Keene has about twenty three thousand people. I mean, depending on whether the college is uh, is in session or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as getting across the city, the the downtown area, the police are not far away. If you're pretty much anywhere in the city, uh, even, if they had, enough. even if they had to come from, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, from the police station, we know they're always driving around everywhere. But even if they had to come from that far away, it's probably not much more than 10 minutes. It's just so unbelievable how these officers are behaving, even just according to the official numbers in the official story so i'm just going to go through this yeah. and you guys are ap pretty much just reprints government press release that's my point yeah so uh so they say it was 11:28 when ramos's ford the yeah, that's the uh, apparent shooter slammed into a ditch behind the low-slung texas school and the driver jumped out carrying an ar-15 style rifle five minutes after authorities say ramos entered the school and found his way to the fourth grade classroom where he killed the 21 victims but it wasn't over until or it wasn't until 12:58 p.m. 
So 90 minutes later, that law enforcement radio chatter said Ramos had been killed and the siege was over. What happened in those 90 minutes has fueled mounting public anger and scrutiny over law enforcement's response, or lack thereof, to Tuesday's rampage. Javier Cesares, whose fourth grade daughter Jacqueline was killed in the attack and who raced to the school as it unfolded, said, quote, they say they rushed in. We didn't see that. Unquote. According to the two, uh, new timeline provided by, I guess this is a spokesbureaucrat, Stephen McCraw, head of De- Texas Department of Safety. McCraw, who admits that it was the, quote, wrong decision, what he's going to, re- uh, what he's referring to as a wrong decision was waiting. I'll bet that sticks in McCraw. <laughs> <laughs> So they claim or the, the police spokesperson did not even address why that door was propped open. Right. Two minutes later, three local police officers arrived and entered the building through the same door, followed soon after by four others. Within 15 minutes, as many as 19 officers from different agencies had assembled in the hallway, taking sporadic fire from Ramos, who was holed up in a classroom. So if you want, if you believe the police report, they had officers in the building two minutes after this young man entered the building. That's what they're saying. And it took him an hour to take him out. That's what, yep. 19 Uh, cops. Ramos was still inside at 12.10 p.m. when the first U.S. Marshal Service deputies arrived. They say they raced to the school from nearly 70 miles away at a border town of Del Rio in a tweet Friday. But the commander inside the building, school district's police chief, Pete Arendando, decided the group should wait to confront the gunman. On the, the the group of nineteen cops, we don't wait. have enough of a numerical advantage yet. We got to have at least thirty to one. And what was his reason for this? He believed the scene was no longer an active attack. I mean, just why yeah. would you? That how that doesn't even make sense. I no. mean, what if there was a kid in there who had been shot but wasn't dead yet? Yeah. They need medical attention. I saw an interview with with a cop where the uh, amazingly enough, the the interviewer actually asked a good question. Mm. And these days, mostly the media is just mouthpieces for the for the state. But the but the guy said, so we had the so we had the uh, the shooter trapped in this room. And the interviewer is like. Wasn't he trapped in that room with children? (laughs) And the cop literally didn't answer. He reiterated a bunch of stuff he'd he'd already said, but he didn't say word about whether or not they barricaded a gunman into a room with children. Yeah, I don't think they did the barricading. Supposedly the shooter had barricaded himself. But apparently these officers couldn't be bothered to break a door down. They waited until keys were fetched by a janitor and then unlocked the door before going in there. I mean, it's like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. They have no problem breaking your door down. Uh -uh. Or smashing in windows, in the case here in the the Free Talk Live studio. Driving a tank through. That was overwhelming force. And I think, again, it's important to reiterate that this is not unusual. And there's a lot of people looking at this, acting like this is, oh, my God, how could our heroes, the thin blue line, they're supposed to protect us from the the terrorists and from the horrible murderers out there. How could our heroes have dropped the ball on this? And Ian, it's like, this happens it's, every it's, time. It's just one bad cop, Ian. Mm. 
you know, they're not, most of them are good people. But, he, but they keep transferring them from place to place. Yeah. He's always in the wrong They keep spot. showing up at the same schools. Yeah. Uh, all these school shootings. So, uh, and they even put it in the story here. In 1999, at the Columbine High, Columbine High School massacre, the, the one that really kind of kicked all this off, mm-hmm. uh, police waited outside and didn't enter until almost two hours after Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold started shooting and an hour after they committed suicide. Wait, so, they waited they were, an hour they after They had to suicide? wait for an hour after yep. they were dead. Yep. Wow, what were they waiting for a message saying the shooter is dead so they could enter safely? Officer safety, Chris. That's what it always is about. They have to make sure they have enough equipment or enough men or they they, they pump themselves up enough or whatever it is. They got to have officer safety because what we wouldn't want to lose any I mean, of our heroes. What are these guys being paid for? That's a great question. To per, to protect the government from you. That's what it comes down but to. But they're so it? chicken that yeah, they well, can't not even, even protect kids. How right. are they going to protect the government? Well, they can tackle some parents. How many of the people who are outraged, and a lot of them are on the right? I saw one of these commentators, Matt Walsh, I believe is his name. He's a, one of the right. Wait, they didn't come out and defend the cops. Oh, he's outraged. He thinks the cops are you know ter- terrible Ooh. for what they did. Wow. But I don't think that a lot of the right wingers understand the problem. And the problem isn't that, oh, men aren't real men or anything like that anymore. The problem is bureaucrats have no responsibility to do anything. Mm. And as far as the police are concerned, it goes back for decades. This isn't some recent development. It's some, oh, it's because, you know, we're just babying children these days. And that's, that's not necessarily, I'm not saying that's a good thing or anything. I don't, I'm not a fan. Well, there's of, some truth to that too, but yeah, there is. I'm not <laughs> that's saying not what you're that, talking about. Right. I'm not saying that rounding off all the corners and not subjecting children to risk is, is a good thing. And that's certainly the, the direction society yeah. has been going. Well, they subjected these kids to risk. They sure did. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you want your kids to be safe, you shouldn't be sending them to government schools. Yeah. That's a fact. God, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, you know, when, when, when I think of uh, advocating to subjecting, subjecting kids to a little bit of risk, I don't think I went, I meant that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not let's not end up with uh, dead kids. Right. Yeah. I'd, I'd re- I mean, let them play in the mud or something, <laughs> yeah. but don't let them go to a government school. The story here at Fee, which actually was recently published, this is pretty fresh, came out. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't recent. I thought it. Wow, this is an oldie. Uh, This is a 20-year-old story from Fee. They say the law is similar in most states. Again, we were talking about the Warren versus District of Columbia story where these people were raped and, you know, attacked by these killers. And ultimately, the police did nothing and then were found to have no obligation to protect. Well, so did also uh, states. A Kansas statute precludes citizens from suing the government or the police for negligently failing to enforce the law or for failing to provide police or even fire protection. A California law states that, quote, neither a public entity nor a public employee is liable for failure to establish a police department department or otherwise provide police protection service as one california appellate court wrote quote police officers have no affirmative statutory duty to do anything yeah unquote but they can steal as much of your money as they want Mm -hmm. so i mean this is this is and as you pointed out chris the warren um, case is not unusual it's been reaffirmed and reaffirmed and reaffirmed. This isn't some one-off oddball case from 1975. It keeps on coming back because, hey, guess what? There's a bunch of people out there that they thought the police were out there to protect and serve them. Yeah. You know, but Ian, I thought you could sue the government for, you know, some things at least. Barely you anything. Can sue, you'll Barely just anything. Lose. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. 
I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Y'all have um, failed to report one very key part of this story. Um, that I think needs to be addressed. Um, the two, two officers did go in. They did go in. And they got their kids and they left. Yeah. Well, no, we did, we mention, did mention at that. least one of those officers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did mention it? Yeah, yeah. So here's my question. If you go in and get your kid, why don't you get the entire class? Well, they didn't go into that room, I suspect, because otherwise they would have had a shootout. On their hands, so there was there was more than one classroom. What I'm what I'm saying is they went into a classroom, got a child, they walked out. Why did they not evacuate that one child's entire class at that one time? That's that's a very good question. That's yeah, that is a good question. Yeah. Anything else you want to share, Steve? How is it the how is it the perimeter they made was not able to be breached except for? by the officer's wife to pick up the officer's kid. Well, I mean, that's obvious. She's the officer's wife. So (laughs) she's got the special blue flag or whatever. She's got the the officer's privilege. She took all those beatings for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. So nobody is referencing uh, the fact that a large percentage of uh, domestic violence. 40%. Yeah, 40% four of times uh, more the, than the general uh, spouses of police officers beat their wives. James Davidson had been abusing and harassing his wife, Catherine Ford, after their separation. Catherine got a court order against James to stop his misconduct. Grafton police knew about James and told her that they couldn't provide protection around the clock. One officer, frankly, advised her to buy a gun. I believe this is Grafton, Massachusetts. Uh, Mm. Buy a gun because the only way to deal with violence is violence, he said. Catherine didn't take that advice. Over the next 15 months, James continued to harass and stalk her, and he repeatedly threatened to kill her and her family. James terrorized Catherine and her family at their homes. He attacked her at her workplace. James's own psychiatrist warned Catherine that James had plans to kill her. Despite all of his vicious and unlawful behavior, the police never arrested James for violating the court order. And normally, these guys will arrest you with the drop of a hat for violating a a court order. She should have told the cops he was smoking weed. Then they would have gone after him. <laughs> James issued his final death threat on January 16th, 1986. Catherine reported the threat to the police. At about 6 o'clock the next evening, James started kicking down her back door. When she ran out the front door, James spotted her and chased her, even as she charged through moving traffic on the street. She pounded on a neighbor's door, but no one would let her inside. As she ran to the next house, James caught her. How can somebody see that and not help? Oh, maybe they just saw somebody pounding on the door, not necessarily the person who was chasing him. The two cases are not legal oddities, though. A general rule of law in the United States is that government owes a duty to protect the public in general but it was no legal duty to protect any particular person from criminal attack. Well, how can you protect the public without protecting any of the people? Yeah, that's what I was going to make up the public. Right. Like, 
What does that actually mean? Because when it comes down it to it, it means nothing. Yeah, I, I think I know what they mean. I, I think what they what they're trying to say here is the tickets that they issue. You know, for you know minor violations, that's the job of the police. That's how they supposedly protect, protect. you. Mm. Yeah, that's you know, fundraising. It's, it's by effectively punishing you know punishing people. Somehow that's protecting you. Yeah, but that's fundraising. We know what that really. I mean, is. sure, it is fundraising, but that's what they consider protection and. When it comes to the public, I have advocated for years that that is simply code for government. Whenever you hear people in the state, people, whether they be state reps or, or you know, city councilors or police chiefs or whatever, whenever you hear them talking about the public this, the public that, just in your mind, substitute the government for the words the public and the things they start to – the things they're saying will start to make sense because – they obviously have no obligation to protect you, and if they don't have an obligation to protect you as an individual, they certainly don't have a room to protect the four or the three of us as individuals. Mm-hmm. So at what point do individuals become the public? Now, they believe you're obligated to do everything they tell you to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't jump through their hoops that they put up, if you don't pay their taxes they demand that you pay, if you don't follow their stupid regulations that they made up, well, then they will put you in a prison cell, and if you don't want to go to the prison cell, they'll kill you. That's how that works. But if they don't do something that you thought they had to do, because, oh, I don't know, they've been driving around with to protect and serve on the side of police vehicles for some number of decades in some areas of the country. Sometimes, some places they've taken that off, mm-hmm. the, uh, the police vehicles. They don't, they don't have any obligation to do anything. They don't have to come to your no calls. No obligation to protect and nope. no obligation to serve. They don't have to speak to you. They don't have to come to the call if you call them. If they show up at the call and they shoot the wrong person, they're not liable for that. If they show up at the call and murder your dog, they're not liable for that. And if they show up at the call and kill your child, they're not liable for that either. If they, if they, But you better pay your taxes. Yep. If they fail to catch the real killer, if they fail to solve the crime that was done against you, even if there is plenty of evidence, they're not liable for any of those things. And uh, the final thought here, it's not the end of the story, but uh, the end of the story does go on. I will link to it over at social.freetalklive.com. It's a foundation for economic education. But the final point to make for this conversation is that neither the U.S. Constitution nor the federal civil rights laws require states to protect citizens from crime. I've got a little knowledge from uh, past employment in the area. And I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that uh, usually police, you know, they get sued. First one called, the guy right out there in the front line. But like you say, if a person violating a, an order of protection, a pickup order, a restraining order, whatever, they get a call, he's violated, okay, you got to find him. That's still that piece of paper doesn't mean you're protected. So what I'm saying, if you feel threatened, like we've said, like you've said, protect yourself. When the, you know, not as many police officers as people. And I understand people's frustration. But of course, it would be a lot easier to protect ourselves if we had back all the money that we paid the government for protection that we didn't receive, imagine this woman who got shot in the face by her ex-husband. Imagine if the government had given her back every dime she ever paid in taxes since they weren't going to provide any service to her, and she was able to go out and hire someone to Mm. protect her. And then again, uh, police officers don't control those funds. Well, no, they don't control anything. They don't protect anybody. They don't serve anybody. So the question is, what 
are they good for? Okay, well, the police serve the citizens and at the direction of the citizens. Uh, well, it seems to job, me they serve the, the politicians. Is that? Well, I'll tell you what I know. I know they threw me in jail for a year over weed when I didn't hurt anybody. So well, how about, about if we just stop having mandatory taxes? How about if we stop having any corporation that can force you to pay for a product that you don't want and didn't receive? Okay, Does that sound fair to you? That's above a policeman's level. That's not my decision. Uh, I can't decide. I can't answer decide. your question. I'm not allowed to think. Yeah, well, I can't tell right? you if it's above a policeman's level or not, yeah. but you are a person, right? Well, as a person, yeah. do you think that we should be forced? Be he, can't, he can't listen if he's talking. Yeah. I am listening. No, you can't listen if you're talking. Think... That's a general rule of life. If you're, there's words okay. coming out your mouth, you can't listen. Okay, go ahead. So, so the question is, should should any corporation have the power to force you to buy a product you don't want and then not provide the product that they're paying for? And if not, not what is the moral justification for taxes? If you're talking about a corporation, I agree with you. No, they can't make you buy something you don't well, want. The government is just a corporation. It uh, is a legal fiction. We disagree there. David, you did mention briefly that you had some sort of past uh, action as a police officer or law enforcement officer, but I didn't get uh, I didn't ask you for specifics. I am curious uh, for whom did you work? You don't have to say which department, but you know what level were you? A, a county sheriff's deputy or a local no, cop? Police department finished in uh, administration. But I was going to add something about the Uvalde thing, just to you know, for your listeners. Uh, from what it's coming out, I don't think it's too early to make a comment on it. Either the guys down there have a great lack of training, bad training, or or bad leadership at the scene. I did that job for 28 years. 11 years, I was on a special response, special operations team. I attended uh, military special operations schools. Many police departments, special operations schools, all our active shooter training that we went through constantly over and over, especially involving a school, there was no stand and wait. There was no wait for reinforcements. There was no, you know, prepare yourself. It was out of the car into the school. So the training they got was severely lacking or really bad leadership, but just that's not everywhere. That's not how training should be. That's not how it's taught now that's not how it was taught 20 years ago when i started doing it so i don't know what was going on down there mm-hmm. uh and i'm sorry for it and it breaks my heart uh to be in that job and see that happen when the city council of Keene, new hampshire announced that they were looking at getting this machine a huge outcry from the people of this uh the town came out about this and uh, when i say huge i'm not exaggerating here it was Ninety percent, according to one of the city councilors, as far as the call, the calls and the emails and the contacts on the street that this uh, city councilor received in regards to the people's opposition to receiving this weapon, to receiving this tank. And it was both people on the right and people on the left and people with no party affiliation who came out. They packed the city council meeting. 
They packed it so hard they had to shut down. They had to have the fire marshal on the first floor of the uh, the city council building, keeping people out of the second floor because there were too many people in the meeting. They couldn't allow legally another person to go in. So you had to wait. If you were downstairs, you had to wait till somebody came down. They just you know, happen to leave, then they let you up. That was how busy it was. That was how packed it was. Despite the fact that 90% of the people were contacting these uh, city councilors against it, despite the fact that the room was packed full of people, and the only people who spoke in favor of the Bearcat were active duty and retired cops, despite all of that, the city council voted, I believe it was 13 to 3, if I recall correctly, 13 to, yeah, I think it was like 13 to 3 or 12 to 3, mm-hmm. in favor of receiving this tank. There is nothing in life that is one size fits all. Mm. There's no company in the world that provides a service that everybody likes, mm-hmm. you know, and normally that's okay. Because you're not McDonald's, forced to pay for it. Yeah. If McDonald's provides food that you don't want to eat, you don't have to pay McDonald's. That's right. You can go pay somebody who provides something you want. If Netflix doesn't provide the kind of entertainment that you like, and I actually I don't want to pick on Netflix because I, I love the letter they sent to their to their wokists. Mm. Um but you 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 buy your entertainment from somebody else only in this one area and it's one of the most important areas in life one of the greatest questions in life is how are you going to provide yourself with security mm. you know one of the most important duties that every man has is defend is to defend his family and his loved ones but yet it's the one area of life where you are forced to pay for a service, whether you want it or not, whether it's any good or not, and whether or not the people paid actually deliver the service, you're forced at gunpoint to pay for it. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.